Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. This is Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And it is my privilege and my honor to share this time of biblical inspiration and encouragement with you. It is my prayer today that you will receive just what you need at this point of life to confirm to you that God is still working and preparing you for the greatest miracle of your life. Indeed, the word of God is one of the greatest indicators that God can and God will perform his word in your life. So I pray today that you are inspired, that you are encouraged, and what we will share with you today will be just the push you need to continue to move through life and to stay in place so that God can give you the lifestyle of the Bible. We're so grateful and thankful for the Renaissance Church today. And we just ask, as you heard earlier, to just take a just take a closer look at our ministry. Our worldwide web is www.renkojic.org. And I believe you will be impressed by the ministries of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ. And for those of you that just may be in the Michigan area, Grand Rapids, Michigan in particular, we extend to you an open invitation to come and worship with us at any time. Our announcer will give those scheduled times again at the end of this broadcast. But right now, I want to share with you what God has given us specifically for you. Let us pray. Dear God, we love you this 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 wonderful day. And we thank you, O oh God, for how you have blessed us and protected us all throughout the course of this day. And God, I pray that this time of ministry be an anointed time of ministry as we minister a word in season to your people. And I ask God that you would temper that you would temper the message so that all may connect and so that all may realize that you have not bought any of us thus far to leave us, God. And the fact that we're enjoying the gift of life this day is a clarion sign, O oh God, that you still want to work with us. Let someone know today under the sound of my voice, God, that the best still exists. And we thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Again, I'm Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And on behalf of our First Lady, Dr. E. Jean McMurray, and the entire Renaissance Congregational family, we say God bless you and welcome to Victory in the Word. I want to go into our time of teaching today and share with you a what I believe is a very inspirational word. I often refer to certain passages of Scripture as the classics of Scripture, the classics of Scripture. And that's what we're going to look at today is one of the classics of Scripture. And it's known as the Lord's Prayer, and uh, it is found in Psalms 
chapter 23, verse 1. But we're not going to deal with the entirety of Psalms 21. We're just going to look at Psalms 23, 1a. However, I just want to begin this time of reading by reading that first verse and that a portion. It simply says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And of course, as we know, that's the first portion of the first verse. And it just says, the Lord is my shepherd. And I looked at the King James Version of Scripture and the New Living Translation and the Amplified Versions of Scripture. And all of them began that first verse of Psalm 23, the A portion of that with the words, the Lord is my shepherd. Then I looked at the message version and it says that God is my shepherd. In other words, what the Lord is saying to us today, it is describing God as our good shepherd. And the good shepherd that God is, he is the one who is responsible and takes privilege in caring for us and looking over us. God takes privilege in taking care of us. The scriptures lets us know that we are the sheep of his pasture. It is God's single honor and single pleasure to take care of each and every one of us. And we're going to look at this passage of scripture today from a very unique perspective as we look at David declaring, the Lord is my shepherd. When we look at verse one in particular, verse 1a, it highlights the Lord. The Lord, which really that word Lord expresses some some very significant meanings. It expresses the word Lord says it expresses the highest level of dignity, honor and majesty. So that word Lord means the God who who is recognized and who and who is is reverenced and celebrated at the highest level of human dignity, human honor, and human majesty. When we look at that word Lord in the Hebrew, it represents the most secret names, the most sacred name for God. The Hebrews, the Hebrews just had the gift of, of, of worship and the gift of honoring God. And, and, and when they looked for words or looked for human ways to express their appreciation and their respect for God, the word Lord, the word Lord was the word that expressed their highest level of the highest level of respect and sacred dignity for God. Further looking at that word, Lord, it identifies our God as the originator and the perfecter of God's covenant with men. When God wanted to communicate to mankind his intent, his purpose, and his plan to bless us and care for us, God created what's known theologically as covenants of the scripture or covenants of relationship. And so when you look at the word Lord, it simply says that God is the originator or the perfecter of the covenants that God has made with man. As we continue to look at this word Lord, it is an expression of someone who has had an undeniable life-saving experience with God. For someone to call him Lord, you've had some kind of experience in your life where no one can do what you have experienced but God. No one could care for you or protect you or love you or provide for you like 
God our Lord has. So, so in order to say that the Lord is my shepherd, when you say Lord, it's saying that you've had some experiences in life where you didn't think you were going to make it. You've had some experiences in life where you really question if your life was worth the living. And that's where we pick up the narrative of this passage of scripture, looking at the life of David. You know, David, King David, David, who was that great fighter, that great warrior who has felt who, who, who went through so much in life. David went through so much in life. It's incredible what David went through in life and comes to the conclusion where he said, the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to take a snapshot at some of the events in David's life that, 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 that literally led to him proclaiming that the Lord is my shepherd. First, David had to deal with something that uh, we all have to deal with, and he had to deal with disrespect and lack of consideration of his brothers and even his dad. For as we look at the passage of scripture in Samuel, it says that David was left out of the decision of being made a king. The prophet Samuel showed up at David's father's house, Jesse, and, and, and he had a word from the Lord, had a word from the Lord that the king was amongst his sons. And all of all of Jesse's sons were there at that place of worship where they thought surely one of them would be crowned the king that the people wanted and the king that people allowed. But as they continued to deal with and and the prophet Samuel began to look at his sons, when he finished all of those sons, there was one son that he said to Jesse, is this all of your sons? And, and Jesse said, well, no, we have one son that's that's out with the sheep on the backside of the desert, but that's just little David. He he's not significant. That's why we didn't invite him to this time of worship and impartation. And then the prophet Samuel said, "Well, well, go get him and let's just make sure." And of course, you know the rest of the story. Wouldn't got uh, wouldn't got David, and David was indeed the son that the prophet Samuel poured the oil upon and anointed for king of the nations. How many of you, like David, have felt left out? Throughout the course of your life, you've seen others invited to special places and special celebrations and special things in life, only to you, only to have yourself question and wonder, why am I not included? Why am I not part of the celebration? Why am I left out or why am I always left out? You ex you've experienced the same things that uh, David experienced, isolation and disrespect respect and lack of consideration that is an often experienced life circumstance where people just look over you for no reason on the inside you know how bright you are you know how brilliant you are you know how intelligent and insightful that you are but you're waiting for somebody to recognize you and bring affirmation of your skill set and of your abilities in life and I don't know about you but the average person to include me and I I believe all of us listening today, we never want to be looked over when we felt when we feel like we have something significant to give. I'm talking today about the Lord is my shepherd. Then we've got to look further at the life of David. And and David found himself in many, 
many battles over the course of his life before he came before he became the king of Israel. And it says that David, when you look at the passage of scripture that captures David's life, it said that David had to fight battles bigger than he was. Even though David was very confident in God, he still had to fight a lion. He still had to fight a bear. And he still had to fight a giant. I'm going to say that again. Even though he had confidence in God, he still found himself fighting battles that were bigger than he was. I'm going to ask you a question that are listening today. What have you had to fight in your life that was bigger (laughs) than you know? What have you had to fight in life that was so big? Until you thought you weren't going to win so big until you ask yourself, how did I get myself into another fight bigger than this? And even worse than fighting something that's bigger than you, you were fighting a fight and nobody knew you were fighting because they were preoccupied with their life. Or you live your life in such a way until everybody thinks that you're totally together. Everybody thinks that 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 you are this complete man, this complete woman. Everybody thinks you don't need nothing. But I'm here to say to somebody today, we are those are the people that really need the encouragement the most. But God has us at a place where we don't wear our emotions on our sleeves. We don't wear our difficulty on our chest. We don't walk around looking needy. Most some there's some people in life they look needy so that they can receive need and assistance for you from other people. But God has so positioned us and God has so blessed most of us listening today until we refuse to go through life looking needy. And when you look like you got it together, I'm going to say that again. When you look like you've got it all together, that's when nobody thinks you need anything. There's an old saying in the church when the preaching gets good back here in Grand Rapids. And that old saying is, thank God I don't look like what I've been through, nor thank God I don't feel like what I'm going through. That's where God has the mature believer today, where you don't look like what you're going through and you don't feel like what you're going through. And sometimes that puts you in a position where men and women think you are all that, but I'm here to identify with you through this teaching today. It's a very, very sad and difficult thing when no one knows that you're in a fight bigger than what you are. And that's where David was. He was in a fight bigger than what he was. Let's transition to another point of challenge that led David to declare that the Lord is my shepherd. David, David, then we know the story on the backside of the mountain, brought into the house for worship, and the prophet Samuel anointed him king amongst his father and his brothers. And here David was sent back now to tend the sheep, sent back now to the backside of their mountain. He was anointed, but not recognized or promoted. David, I'm going to say that again. He was anointed, but not recognized or promoted. And because of David's anointing, he had to deal with constant envy constant jealousy and constant internal turmoil it's it's a major life challenge when you know and others know that you are anointed 
but society won't recognize you and won't promote you. Oh, somebody's dealing with that right now, dealing with that right now. You know you're better than where you're at now. You know you deserve an opportunity somewhere in life that you're not being provided. You know you qualify for promotion. You know you're gifted. You know you're special. You know you're qualified, but no one will recognize you. And many times in our corporate life, in our work life, and in our career life, you're doing the work, you're training the people, but someone else is getting the opportunity. I'm here to tell you today that God is taking note, and God is developing a special keen sense and awareness in your life to let you know that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. There is a process that God takes you through and that process helps you to identify with every level of living life that anyone can go through. So what you're doing right now, what you're being prepared for is yes, to rule, to be the king, to be to, to be the person chosen by God. But in order to be chosen by God, you've got to have a keen insight of where people are and what God is doing right now. He is developing your people awareness. He is developing your human sensitivity to the different levels and challenges of life. And sometimes my brothers and sisters, we can get so consumed and so overwhelmed by the fact that we're not being celebrated or recognized or promoted until we miss the lessons that God is teaching us. You've got to learn a lot of intense lessons before you become that authority, before you are promoted, before you become that that blessed person that God has foreordained for you. You've got to understand the dynamic and the responsibility walking where David walked, walking where you are about to walk. You've got to understand the calling and the responsibility that's connected to that. Let's look at another challenging area of David's life. I'm almost done here, but I feel like somebody is being blessed to encourage. As we fast forward the life of David, David, David finds Finally, David, David, finally, David finally gets to that place where King Saul recognizes him and brings him close to him. And in bringing him close, he made him the armor bearer. David now is living in the king's house, in the king's palace, in the king's environment. He's not the king, but he's the right hand man or the assistant to the king or the helper to the king. He knows the king's thoughts. He knows the king's actions. And David was such a committed and loyal warrior until David says, I'm going to give my everything to make sure that this man's vision becomes a reality. I'm going to give my everything to protect this man, even if it means me laying down my life. If I've got to die bringing honor to King Saul, then honor has been brought to my life because I have been a faithful, faithful servant. And so David goes to war, risk his own life, and people observe David's uncommon uncommon loyalty and uncommon commitment. Somebody listening today, the devil's trying to tell you you're a fool and you're crazy for having uncommon loyalty and uncommon commitment to another human being, to a cause, and he's trying to get you to abort, to abort this level of commitment and this level of loyalty that God has placed in your spirit. But I'm here to tell you today, before you go up, you've got to learn how to serve somebody else 
else and help them go up. You've got to invest in making somebody else's calling sure, someone else's calling, a calling that honors God. And that's where David was. David was not concerned about himself, but David only wanted the king to be the best king, only wanted King Saul to have the highest reputation. And so David put himself, put himself, put his life on the line and began fighting on King Saul's behalf. And because the boy was anointed, y'all, he performed miraculously in ways that nobody had ever seen before. And the Bible said the people noticed this uncommon level of commitment and dedication that another man had for another man. And they began to write a song about it. And they said, King Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his tens of thousands. Oh my God. When David began to get the praise of the people and the people began to talk about David more than they did King Saul, it excited a level of jealousy in Saul where he began to look at David and said, have I made a mistake bringing this man close to me? This man wants what I got. This man is going to take what I have. And so you have a situation where David's loyalty and David's motives were misunderstood. I'm talking to somebody today. You have an uncommon level of loyalty to something or somebody and your motives have been misunderstood. So much so David's motives was, were, were so misunderstood that Saul tried to kill him on numerous cases because he felt that David wanted his honor. And David was in his mind saying, I'm only trying to make you great. I'm only trying to serve you. I'm here to tell somebody today that man looketh on the outward appearance, but God judges what's going on in the heart. And if you're being misunderstood in your motives, pray to God to wisdom. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he'll, he will lead your path. He will direct your path. He'll show you how to serve. Serving God through serving people requires a tremendous amount of God-given wisdom. And my brothers and sisters, you just can't jump out there just full of undirected passion. But you've got to ask God to show you how to think, to show you how to move, to show you how to serve, to show you how to be smart in standing in the place where he's placed you. And then when God allows you to reach that point where other men and women are serving you or assisting you to make your load easier, then you have a perspective of what it means to look at somebody and know whose motives are pure and to know whose motives are are not right. My time is almost up and David 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 now is in trouble. He's running. He's married to King Saul's daughter. He has to escape out of a window because the daughter says daddy and his men are coming to kill you. So David has to say goodbye to the love of his life knowing that he will never see her again. I'm asking somebody today, what have you had to leave behind in your life that you love so dearly but if you had not have left it alone it would have been detrimental to your future. You've had to leave some friends. You've had to leave some family. You've had to leave people who were close to you, things that you thought would always be a part of you, but God told you not so. You had to separate from it. I don't know about you, but it hurts when God says you got to leave something behind in order for me to be what I need to be in your life. So my brothers and sisters, I want to let you know that God understands everything 
thing you're going through. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, I wish I had more time, but David got himself in even more trouble. He was on the run and he found himself in the enemy's camp trying to find safety. How many of you all in trying to run from this, the, the pressure of this anointing? Oh, y'all, when God has his hand on you and he's developing you and teaching you, there's some pressure points. There's some pressure places. And David found himself being chased by man and being and 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 being haunted by his anointing. And so he was on the run. He was on the run and tried to find safety in the enemy's camp. My brothers and sisters, you'll never find safety in the enemy's camp. The difficult thing about being transformed into what God wants you to be transformed into, the atmosphere of transformation is filled with temptation and is filled with testing. God is testing you right now. He's testing your faith. He's testing your loyalty. He's testing your stick to itness. But at the same time, the devil shows up in that same in, that's that same environment, and he tries to tempt you to do wrong because the environment where God is developing you normally is a very challenging environment. And in the midst of a challenging environment, you've got to be like the old song of the church. And that song of the church says, "I'm determined to walk with Jesus." Yes, I am. Through hard trials and tribulations, persecutions, I'll be faithful because I'm determined, my brothers and sisters, regardless of what you got to leave behind, regardless of what you got to run from, regardless of where you've got to go, I'm here to tell you today that the Lord is going to show up and he's going to do just like he did with David after David was accused, after he had found himself in the, in, in the cave leading men who were messed up and distraught just like him and they were going all right, but they found out a little later that the enemy had went to the camp and had stole all of their possessions and killed all of their families, so they thought. And they began to immediately blame David for their misfortune. Can I say something to somebody? How many of you have been blamed for somebody else's misfortune? You had nothing to do with it, but because you, they saw you as the leader, they saw you as the out, um, as the out front person. They blamed you, but God does something for us when He's developing us, and we've learned our lesson. He has a way of showing up at the right time. And God showed up at the right time and he said, David, you can go and recover everything that the enemy has tried to make you think you've lost. And so they really didn't lose their family. They didn't lose, lose their possessions. God just allowed or permitted the enemy to just touch them. I'm here to tell you, you haven't lost anything. It's not too late, but God is still in control because the Bible said David went back and he recovered everything, everything that the enemy told him he had lost. I'm here to tell somebody today, the Lord hadn't brought you this far to leave you. The Lord indeed is going to allow you to recover everything that the enemy messed with as well as give you back or, or as well as give Give you things that you've never had before. And that's what the 23rd Psalms was all about. When David was finally anointed and consecrated king, when David now was the leader of the northern and the southern kingdom, the first time the two kingdoms had been united, David looked back over his life and saw how good God had been. And he come to this humble expression and said, the Lord is my shepherd, because there's no way I could have made it if God wasn't leading me. There's no way I could have made it if God wasn't teaching me. I'm here to tell somebody in these last few fleeting moments, there's no way you could have made it if the Lord had not been 
your shepherd. My time is up, y'all. I got to go. But God, y'all just tune in next week, and I'm going to keep on teaching and preaching and encouraging you. Know this, though. The Lord ain't bought you this far to leave you. Why? Because the Lord is your shepherd. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.